Radical, episode 170. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. I'm your host, Shane Hazel. Thank you guys for tuning in. Today we have, um, I don't know, kind of a show that I had no idea that was coming. It wasn't even really on my radar uh, until yesterday afternoon and uh, was apprised of some shenanigans going on. In the LP again, guys, and um, welcome to the show. If this is your first time, um, we're going to get into some very specific LP things uh, and maybe some of the things you guys need to know, uh, guys that are coming over from uh, the, the GOP that are disaffecting, people that are coming from the DNC that are disaffecting, people that are not going to stand by and be apolitical anymore. Uh, that are getting into the fight, and I appreciate it. you're in the right place. Uh, I see the numbers are growing and growing and growing. Um, first of all, thank you to the longtime uh, you know listeners and radicals out there. You guys are amazing what you're doing in terms of you know creating this army, getting content out, uh, you know giving me ideas and, and and informing me on what's going on out there. And you know if you want to be part of this, you can go to radicalpod.com. You can sign up. Um, working on a few things in the background to get you guys better updates more updates. I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy that invades your inbox with, um, with, you know, news and all that kind of stuff. But I think it is time for me to probably set up a blog, uh, call to actions, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, radical pods got all the links. If you need gear, you need Helios, um, whatever it is, it's all there for you. And uh, I appreciate everybody who has supported the show. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash radical pod, uh, and become a patron for as little as a dollar. And I need it. I thank you guys all who have become patrons, uh, very much appreciated. Uh, and if you don't have a lot of change and you want to support the show, you can go to Apple and, uh, support the podcast by leaving a five-star review. And I appreciate it. This is, you know, this is a show where I'm going to push everybody to act. Uh, all the time and figuring out um, our own you know mistakes in our own party uh, is something we do here in the libertarian party specifically I you know the, the Mises caucus but I, I will say you know there's a large majority of people who are out there who are in the libertarian party that are just kind of fed up with the nonsense that's coming out of the the few states that are out there and um, and national itself um, earlier this year we had kind of a a come to Jesus moment where we got rid of the chair. Uh, He had to resign and a whole lot of people had to leave in disgrace. Uh, This has been a extremely dominant um, movement inside of the party. And, you know, we called it a takeover in the beginning and a lot of people didn't like it, but it wasn't like we came in and did anything outside of uh, the bylaws, which I can't say, uh, for the people in you know that tried to take over New Hampshire and that tried to support those people uh, from the the LNC the the national chair position in uh, in DC and now we've got another situation. So yesterday I was apprised of the fuckery that's going on and I guess warning cats out of the bag. I swear on this show. Um, so if you got little ears around, be aware. But uh, we're going to take care of some stuff. We are going to lay some things out in this show. Um, we're going to, I'm going to call you guys to action. And I think it's time, man. I think it's time that we start gathering the forces again and start scorching earth. Like, I'm, I'm so fucking sick of these people that are in positions of power. This, this silly little club that they think they're part of. And they, they kind of just, I don't know, it, it's like, it's not well thought out. And the thing is, is man, this, this is what I don't understand is like, 
you know, the, the, the New Hampshire, you know, takeover was one of those things, um, you know, the hijacking, let's just call it a hijacking was one of those things where I kind of looked at it and said, you know, this seems like they tried and they got caught. Um, looked like they were using, um, I don't know, some people with some brains in this, but this one in Delaware is just absolute buffoonery. And the idea that the LNC chair, uh, Whitney Bellew, man, the fact that you're supporting these people, you can't stand up to these people, you can't come out and, and make a, a qualified statement on this kind of thing, you're the wrong person to be in the chair. I mean, absolutely. we You got to have somebody that's going to fight and not only fight uh, corruption within your own party, but the corruption that you see in the Democrat and Republican Party. So um, we got to talk about this. And like I, I'm telling you, I hate talking about, you know, I hate, I thought we were maybe getting past this a little bit, but I, I guess these guys are in their death rows. And at this point, I think they're probably um, agents of the state somewhere. I, I really do. I think, you know, when I see craft, I know craft. And I think these guys, um, they're not very good at it. I, and these guys are probably not uh, the, the crafty ones. Uh, I think they're more of a, you know, we got to go do something. In fact, you know, there's uh, there's some tweets out there from the fakertarians uh, on Twitter that, you know, kind of lay this out for what it is. And it, the, the tweet from the fakertarians reads, the Libertarian Party is in the midst of being taken over by a group that looks to fundamentally change it for the worse. The actions taken by the LP Delaware to fight off this takeover were necessary and should be supported. Drastic problems require drastic solutions. In other words... What they're saying in this tweet is the ends justifies the means. That is not the Libertarian Party. The Libertarian Party is not the ends justify the means. It is the the party of principle. This flies in the face. The, the, the principles that we talk about in this show, peace, liberty, consent, free markets, those kind of things. Those are principles that you never, ever violate, ever. And, and, and that's, that is the problem with these people, you know, fakertarians, I think is probably the, the right word for you guys. This is the problem with these people is they will absolutely do anything to take power, 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 power. It, it, it seems like it's all that they want is power and to be part of the cool kid club, but they're not. They're in this minority within the libertarian party that is absolutely getting shellacked. And the thing is, is we've brought people in with energy. We've we've grown audiences. We have we have absolutely you know taken the message of liberty, of these core principles, and and during a time when it's so easy to see what's what's under attack, what's at stake. They could have done the exact same thing had they had principles. They could, they could have done the exact same thing if they were willing to fight the establishment, the mass mandates, the lockdowns, the mandatory uh, vaccines, the vaccine passports. If they wanted to fight any of these fucking things, they could have done it. And they could have grown their own audiences, their own status within the community, within the LP. But they didn't because they're a bunch of, I don't know, crying, sniveling, you know, I don't know, just absolute knaves when it comes to fights. They're not fighters. 
they are usurpers and they are, I don't know, sneaks and liars and they'll do anything for power. And if, if that doesn't tell you exactly who they are versus the Mises Caucus and the people who have come out in support, not only of the Mises Caucus, but of the duly elected you know, New Hampshire and Delaware parties for the LP, is that these guys want the duly elected people, the time and effort and energy of everybody that, that came out and showed up, Nick, to be removed through force and coercion, through trickery, through parliamentary nonsense. But you're getting found out, and we're bringing the fucking army. You think that New Hampshire was bad? Like, you you lost Joe Bishop Henchman. In disgrace, he resigned. Right? Along with other board members. That's going to happen again. We're coming fucking scorched earth. You guys want a war? You got a war. You are fucking with the wrong people. Over and over and over and over again. You are absolutely violating the first principle, the non-aggression principle. Where you're taking people's time, effort, and energy and stealing it. Because you don't like who has outdone you in the political sphere. Through ideas through principle by speaking their minds through outrage you guys want to be liked in DNC and the GOP you want to be taken seriously as to where we don't give a fuck it's time to burn this motherfucker down and you guys you're going to be the first victims the absolute, I mean, in a line of an empire that's falling. And that's what I don't understand is if you can't see it already, you can't see that the empire, the DNC and the GOP are falling, that the only real growth in political parties comes from the Mises Caucus, comes from the people who are fighting for real liberty, real principle. That's not you guys. The ends justify the means, guys. The fakertarian crowd. A bunch of fucking losers. They go on and say, at this point, there's no excuse to be supporting the Mises Caucus as an organization. It's entirely fair to say that there, there are decent people within that organization as individuals, but there's no excuse for supporting the LPMC as a whole anymore. It's time to take a stand. Okay. Take the stand. Do... Anything and everything that you think you can get away with? Oh, man, that's a that's a different stand. That's a different stand than I've ever heard. So let's get into it, exactly what happened and why you're taking a stand or how you've taken a stand and see how this resonates with the people. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I've got a small audience compared to the people that are coming. Tom Woods, the Dave Smiths, Scott Hortons. I don't know. Maybe we can even get Michael Malice, maybe Tim Poole, Joe Rogan. I don't know. 
it seems like there is a movement in this country with some pretty big, very energetic crowds that are tired of the bullshit, that are tired of the lies, that are tired of the manipulation, that are tired of the win power by all means instead of through principle. So the great Spike Cohen, and God bless Spike, man. I, I'll tell you what, Spike, if you ever hear this, man, I love you to death. I appreciate what you do out there um, and the fact that you're everywhere. I need to, I need to have a discussion with you on what your, uh, on what your model is that, <laughs> that allows such a thing. It's probably, I mean, you know, lack of kids and, a, and an amazing wife. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think that's probably fairly helpful, but, um, the, the, the thread that Spike has put together out there is, uh, not only succinct, uh, it's very coherent and it's what I've also, um, kind of studied up on and I can definitely uh, go out and improve this in 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 other ways but I think this is uh, it's out there it's for you guys to see I've already retweeted it uh, shows the thread uh, what we're talking about is a hijacking a hijacking of people's time and energy and effort by absolute I don't know fearful scared void of any testicular fortitude backbone principle just absolutely devoid of any of that kind of stuff type of little little people so on october 1st this is spike's tweet will william will mcveigh who's getting trolled by his own dad and jimmy brittenham joe d pasquilla and brandy yeah, i'm sorry guys if i'm butchering some names uh kercheville and mary pat mcveigh convened a meeting of the LP Delaware without giving proper notice to anybody else. This is a true, this is absolutely true. In five minutes, they voted to change the threshold for removing leadership from eight tenths board members to two thirds county chairs. So, what they're doing is changing a threshold for removing leadership in five minutes. In five minutes minutes they did this this is a hijacking you didn't give the proper you know 30 days notice they changed it and in five minutes they went and changed the board members now what, what is the significance of going from board members to county chairs well i think there's only three county chairs right so if they get if they remove one of the county chairs now they have a majority Having you know the eight out of ten board members, that was it. That was a much higher bar for those people to um, to to change, removing people from leadership positions. So now they just need two people out of three people in the county chair positions to remove people from leadership. You start to see the picture. They lowered the bar to two people. Quote or the uh, the tweet goes on and then proceeded to remove the duly elected chair, vice chair, and chair of the Newcastle County, and to appoint Will as chair and Jimmy as vice chair. Wow, pretty amazing. That's all they wanted. They they complete can complete control. 
how in the world are you going to sit there and fight for libertarian principles and liberty if you're a bunch of damn tyrants? I mean, this is, this is an autocratic regime. Do whatever the hell you want. Try to get away with it. On October 31st, the same people voted to disenfranchise the entire Libertarian Delaware membership. More than 2,000 registered Libertarians in the state, including the county and state leadership, removing everyone as members of the Libertarian Party of Delaware, is the tweet from Spike. He's absolutely correct, too. So these same people who just removed the leadership removed over 2,000 members. People who have paid their dues, I imagine, right? People who have paid to be members of the party, and these people removed them through executive fiat. This is what happens when you get into the ends justify the means type of mentality instead of sticking to principle. You do extremely stupid, selfish bullshit like this. Oh, we're coming. This audience is coming for you. McVeigh. Jimmy. I'm telling you right now, you guys have whacked the wrong fucking nest. Jimmy Bittenham and Will McVeigh in Delaware. Stupid, stupid move. I'm telling you, like, I mean, this, this is right up there. If you can remove people's membership after they paid, that's theft. Seems like it's a crime to me. I mean, honestly, if I am, if I'm part of the, I don't know, the membership of Delaware, I hope they sue the shit out of you guys. I really do. I hope they file criminal charges and sue the shit out of you. On November 1st, they voted to create a whitelist of 20, quote, permanent members, including some of their children. Anyone else who wishes to become a member must go through a, quote, process they've created to determine who can or cannot be a member. They've taken full control at this point. Absolutely full control. They need to come out. Will, Jimmy, Joe, Brandy, Mary, all of you. You probably needed to resign. You probably need to retract everything you've done. You need to say that you've been under great stress and duress. Because this is absolute horseshit. I, for the, for the life of me, to take over a party in that amount of time, in five minutes, change who the leadership is in five minutes, remove the leadership, remove duly elected people from from the board, from the chair position, and install two people, two dictators, and remove all of the people in that state's membership. Whitelist some people. Golly, I mean, list for God's sakes in the LP list. 
We got good lists and we got bad lists. That doesn't seem like our party. That doesn't seem what being libertarian is all about. And I'll tell you right now, this went to um, a vote, I guess, the other night. And uh, Whitney Bellew, who is the you know the stand-in now that uh, Joe Bishop Henchman is gone for the national chair, she had the deciding vote whether to, I don't know, recognize this or not. And she definitely didn't do any favors to the um, the LP Delaware. By the way, you guys go out and follow um, on Twitter, LPNCC. This is the Libertarian Party of Newcastle County. Um, I think they're kind of the, the one-stop shop um, act, acting um, as... Uh, part of the the leadership out there, uh, f- you know, the, for the duly elected people, um, they've actually called on Whitney uh, to defend her nay vote to recognize the duly elected LP of Delaware board by detailing line by line why each presented violation of the rules by the conspirators was in fact not a violation. Evidence was provided to support the violation and claims. So LPNCC, uh, go follow those guys. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Now, McVeigh, he has uh, he's taken the Twitter account of the LP of Delaware offline. He has all the keys, apparently, to all the social media. I mean, this I don't know what you call this besides a hijacking. And there's obviously the, uh, the the Mises Caucus out there as well. Um, and and let me get you guys the link here uh, for those guys because I think it's I think it's worth you know throwing these guys on your alert list of what's going on. Um, the Delaware Mises Caucus is at D E Delta Echo underscore Mises Caucus. Go give those guys a follow. They're in for a fight. I mean, this this is this got to give them. Thank God, you know, for everything else that's out there, um, you know, to where we can communicate uh, with each other and and get these kind of things out and and put the people who have really put in the effort and the time to grow the libertarian movement, to grow the liberty movement in general, to bring in people who are disaffected, you know, Democrats and Republicans, to bring in people who were apathetic. Who are now looking to stand and take it, take it, you know, take the fight to the government, to the murder cult. Like, thank God for all of this kind of stuff. But go support those guys on um, online. I mean, this is this is getting to the point that it's. I don't know. I, I think it's. I think it's criminal. I think it's absolutely criminal what they're doing. Um, what else they got? I. I mean, I don't know. I. I think. I think Whitney needs to resign. First, you know, first and foremost, we need we need your explanation of what happened, and then we need your resignation. At this point, you know, you had one fucking job, and I said this. I didn't know who you are. I really don't know who you are now. But at this point, I don't care. You had one job. Don't go up there and do the same goddamn thing as Joe Bench, uh, Joe Bishop Henchman. And what did you do? You went out of your way to support dudes that hijacked a duly elected LP Delaware. Time to resign, Whitney. 
time to fucking leave the LP. If that's the kind of shit you're into, then this is not the place for you. I guess I'll leave all of that where it is now. Um, with, I don't know. I, I I get so I get so frustrated with this kind of shit, guys. Like I really do. I'm 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 so sick of the infighting in a moment where we've got. And I don't know, maybe that's what it's designed to do. Maybe it's designed to, you know, to throw a wrench in what we're doing. The other day I was talking about inflation, you know, hey, LP National, if you're fucking listening, this is a great time to be hammering inflation. Where are they? Nowhere. Fucking crickets from the LP National on inflation. Something we've been right about for 50 years, for God's sakes. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that today as well. Um, probably get you guys another show um, this week. I'm going to try to do like a, a Thanksgiving special where we give thanks. Maybe we'll even get together on Twitter Spaces, guys. You know, if, if you want to, hit me up on Twitter. Um, let me know when a good time is on Wednesday, maybe Wednesday afternoon, late. Um, you know, and closer to evening. You know, that time. Maybe we can get together and uh, you know, and and have a, a good feel type of. Twitter Spaces interaction Thanksgiving episode. Tell everybody you know what you're thankful for and um, what you're looking to, forward to, what you're optimistic about in life because I think we need a lot more of it. But what I'm not optimistic about right now is inflation and I'm not optimistic about what the banks are doing and I'm not optimistic about what happens when uh, currencies change for people in general. Um, a, lot of, a lot of, you know, Historians have written about this kind of thing, economists especially, um, out of the the Austrian side of the economic study. If you guys aren't familiar with the Mises uh, Institute, go over it's uh, it's Auburn it's in Auburn, Alabama, but Mises.org. You can check out a ton of things there. They've got free audiobooks, free books, uh, great articles, and an amazing staff that is um, that puts together all sorts of great content uh, that was denied from you from the government indoctrination camps when you were growing up so check that stuff out but let's um let's let's talk about this uh lauren bobert she's a representative uh out of colorado uh she's the one that had the shooters grill um and all that kind of stuff she kind of runs in the same uh circles as marjorie marjorie taylor green up there so you know she's good on some things she's not great on others but she i'll tell you what the other day she put out a, a great tweet uh that kind of shows you what's coming down the pipe uh right now and wanted to, to clue you guys into some of the things that i see uh sitting back and and looking at the the empires you know fall right now so her tweet says, to get a sense of how large Biden wants to grow our IRS, Elon Musk's Tesla has about 70,000 employees. Apple has around 154,000 globally. And Biden wants the IRS to have 170,000 employees. An increase of 87,000 supposedly to monitor 614 billionaires in America. This is not by any coincidence. You know, if if you understand what the state's about to do in cracking down and taking money from people, especially the people who aren't in line, who have lots of resources, 
they're about to try to use force and coercion to go after anything and everything that they can because they're broke. Not only are they broke, they are broke to the tune of $30 trillion. And more than that, um, you know, in terms of, I don't know, I, I think we're probably approaching the $250 trillion line now in unfunded liabilities. Yeah, the IRS and the thugs, you know, and here's the thing is the IRS doesn't even work for, you know, America. They work for the Fed, right? The the international banking cabal. That's who they work for. The idea that we're paying thugs with tax money to come and, and brutalize us and they want to, you know, they want to employ 87,000 more of them. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of bureaucrats with guns, man. And badges that can say, oh, well, it's legal while it's immoral to come out and take your life, liberty, and property. This is no coincidence, especially when you couple this with Dr. Omarova. Uh, so Omarova, I, I, I was about to do a part in a show with her uh, a while back. You can probably see it in the title. And I didn't, I didn't have time. Um this was, I think, probably back in September when I learned that she was going to be the nominee for comptroller of the currency in the United States. If you if you don't understand, you know what that means is she is basically a I, the the head of regulations for the banks in America, right? And we get into this fine line between the Federal Reserve, the Treasury, and the banks in America being private and small. So if you know who she is, or you don't know who she is, I'll tell you right now. Uh, she is a uh, she's a, basically a Soviet defect. Um, if you looked at her, you'd say, "Oh, she's she's from China," but she's uh, she's actually I think from uh, Uzbekistan or. One of the stands over there, and forgive me for not knowing exactly which one, but when she speaks, she definitely has a Russian accent. She grew up in Russia. She became a doctor of, uh, I, be I believe, economics in Russia. She is completely indoctrinated. She, I don't think she's ever had any revelation in terms of, you know, centrally planned economies, in terms of centrally controlled, government controlled banks, which means absolutely no privacy in banking. Why is privacy in banking important? Why should the government not be in your goddamn bank accounts? I don't know, maybe because you are a private person, you are a private entity, and whatever you want to spend your money on, is your choice. The idea, and this is Omarova herself, in her own words, from her own thesis, she wants to remove privacy and, and make a conglomerate, basically, make everything go through the federal government in terms of your bank accounts. I've said this for, this is coming for a long time. Will she get approved? I don't know. Possibly. Most likely, I think she's going to get approved. Because I don't think 
the Republicans are going to stop it. I, I, I hear him talking tough. I hear she's drawing criticism. I see the videos where she's drawing criticism, but at the end of the day, that's just for you know public record because people don't actually go and look at votes. People look at what's on public record, what's on YouTube, what's on Twitter, what's you know what did what did my representative say? What did my senator say? What did my House of uh, Representatives member say during the interviews? Instead of looking at the actual votes, so the the, the idea that this lady thinks that we should remove private banking from our system where everything should be controlled by a centralized bank at the national level. Boy, it's almost like the anti-federalists were exactly right. It's almost like when they were fighting Madison and they were fighting uh, Hamilton, especially about, you know, taking a confederation and centralizing it, that this would happen. Telling you those guys were right. Maybe I need to do some more anti-federalist shows, but this is this is by all means where they're going. Dr. Omaraba has praised the Chinese social credit scores, the Chinese banking model. Chinese banking model is no better than you know the the U.S. banking model. Um, and I'll and I'll say this, you know. The thing is, is there's more control in China, and she's a fan of it. She's a fan of centralized control because that's what collapsing empires have to have to hang on to power to fleece the people as long as they can. So when it does collapse, their people are most ready and, and best positioned for when anything else is ready to start beginning to take form again. That's what they want to do. So 87,000 more employees for the IRS, 170,000 total employees for the IRS is absolutely absurd. I've told you for a while, get out of fiat. Whatever you can do to preserve your wealth, to hedge against it. And I will tell you, if you can touch it, it's real. If you can't touch it, it's not real. Is Bitcoin real then? Kind of. I'm going to tell you right now, I believe in Bitcoin. I really do. I've had setbacks with it myself. And, you know, someday those episodes, you know, maybe I'll, I'll talk about it. But in terms of a hedge against this hyperinflation and against this lockdown, Bitcoin offers us an out. It offers us a tradable medium of exchange. That's what money is. By definition, it's an agreed medium of exchange for value. That's it. It's capped, unlike the U.S. dollar, right? The U.S. dollar can be infinitely, infinitely printed. It won't have any value. really doesn't have any value now. I think we're up to 97% uh, loss of purchasing power of the dollar since 1970s, the early 1970s, when they got off the gold standard for Bretton Woods too. And these people want to push it further and further and further away from your local banks, your state banks, out of the hands of those people whatsoever. And what they'll do is they'll do a contraction. Not where, you know, you know they, they hike interest rates so the people will start saving again. They will just simply start deleting 
digits from the national debt. Meanwhile, they're pushing anybody and everybody who won't get a vaccine out of jobs, out of the marketplace, out of their careers. And they're buying up property cents on the dollar. The banks want this to fail. The, the, the banks want you to fail. The banks are completely behind what's happening right now. And I think in the long run, they'll be right behind Dr. Amarova if she heads you know, the, the treasury as the comptroller uh, for currency. I think she's absolutely, I think this is absolutely their plan, plain as day. Absolute tyrannical control. And if you don't do what we want you to do, if you are out of line, if you are out of lockstep with us and our ideas, and if you question us, you're done. They're coming for you. I'm telling you, get ready. It is still early in Bitcoin, and I think, I don't know, within the next couple months, you're going to see this. I think you're going to see a very extreme move to Bitcoin and altcoins and things like that. I would suggest Bitcoin. Do whatever you want. Do your research. You know, go out and learn this stuff and study it. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm talking to guys in the background. We're going to have some great shows with some some amazing people. And I think maybe even hosted on Twitter spaces. But start learning now if you haven't. I know it's daunting. I know there's a billion other things going on. I know you don't like to think about your money, you know, just sitting in a bank account, losing value and purchasing power every day. But that's what's happening. You can't stop the dollar from crashing. It's already on a downhill slide. And the fact that they are literally printing trillions of it, 40% of the entire nation's debt in the past year and a half, that can only lead to one place, and that is hyperinflation. And they want to crash it. That's what the Great Reset's all about. If you guys haven't read uh, Klaus Schwab and uh, you know where they're taking us right now, for the great reset that's what they're doing anybody who has debt they're going to call it in guaranteed and if you have debt and then you don't do what they want stand by because they are going to make life as painful as possible the cool thing is, is all we got to do is stand up all we got to do is come together all we've got to do is say no fuck the DNC Fuck the GOP. Fuck all this political nonsense. In our towns, in our in, in our in our counties, we're not going to stand for this shit anymore. Sheriffs, mayors, you guys with the guns and the badges, you better get your shit together real fast. You better start understanding there might be a job if you stop arresting, caging, and killing peaceful people. But there will be hell to pay if you don't. And I'm going to tell you right now, America, somebody was making the, I think it was uh, my buddy Zuby. I think he was saying the other day that America's Second Amendment might be what's stopping this entire thing. I'm going to tell you right now. The armed populace of America is the only thing stopping tyrannical violent 
takeover in America. I think we're figuring it out, though. I think the optimism is coming. I think people are seeing ways out. I look at things like what happened over in in Rome this past weekend against the, the vax mandates. Sea of people with all their phones out, all their screens on, all their lights on, waving flags together, protesting this tyranny. What you see before your eyes and what they're telling you in the propaganda machines are no longer congruent. They're not even close. They couldn't be more perpendicular. And I don't think those lines have crossed yet, but I think they're going to. I hope this goes out, you know, this this regime, this empire, this international banking cabal and the murder cult, I hope it goes out like a bunch of betas like a bunch of cucks, like a bunch of people who have lost power. But I'll tell you what I do know is I know that people who have great power, who are psychopaths, who have literally murdered millions and millions and millions of people over the years, over the decades, over the centuries, they tend to get violent. It's time to stay as peaceful as possible. It's time to continue to do what we're doing. I think this is, I mean, I think it's exactly why we're seeing what we're seeing now. It's because we have stayed peaceful. This is a beautiful sight to see people around the world come together in peace. This this display in Rome is absolutely gorgeous. It's heartwarming. It lifts the spirit to see a sea of people together. The light and the darkness. It is absolutely amazing. This is what I'm thankful for this week. Amongst many other things that we'll get into in the next show, but this is where this show is going to stop. I appreciate you guys being here. Um, Like I said, if you need to bring anything to my attention, Shane at Radical Pod. You can go out and support the show at patreon.com slash Radical Pod. And if you want to, leave me a review on Apple. Everything else is on RadicalPod.com for you. Until next time, I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff.